pray that they will grow from strength to strength. Their love will grow stronger and stronger. Nothing can break their bond. That indeed you are the center of every marriage. Father, I thank you that all that the enemy planned, you have brought it to naught. We plead the blood of Jesus over the marriages in this house. We thank you that there will be examples of a good marriage, of a blessed marriage, a marriage that stands in the valley on the mountaintop through the good and the bad. It grows only stronger and better. We thank you that our marriages are like new wine. Oh, we thank you for fresh oil, fresh grace on our marriages. Anoint us, Lord, as good wives and good husbands. Anoint us, Lord, for them that are even desiring marriage, oh Lord, that they'll be well prepared, that they'll be well prepared, that you will choose, you will help them, you will give them wisdom to make right choices, oh Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Please take your seats. We only have a few minutes. Do you have questions? The questions, they never end. <laughs> so I will chat, I will chat with us as a family. 10, 11 minutes, or 11.5 minutes, and then we'll take a few questions, and then we'll go. But next week, we'll be having family consecration service. Amen. Every household will be anointed. Amen. Yes, I'm very passionate about next week because the world is trying to take our families and our children. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I believe that this year, it's not only in this month of February that we are going to be talking about marriage, relationship, family, and all that. All through the year, periodically, we'll have various, you know, because there's a battle going on. Amen. Yeah, some of us, even our children, they want to tend them from boy to girl, from girl to boy, by force. Yes, yes. Your child wears trousers three times, they'll say, oh, we see tendencies. <laughs> yeah, but the devil is a liar. It will not, minus us, amen. Minus our families, minus our household. Yes, we will believe in the institution of family. We will believe in the institution of marriage. Amen. Yeah, do you know that when you look at statistics, you realize that when marriages are strong, even when the children want to go away, they are not able to go far. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. When they, they, they had this um, data that they extrapolated in America, that when they went into prisons, you realize that whether it's women's prisons or men's prison, you realize that it's the absence of parents. Yeah. And sometimes it's a cycle. The father was in prison and the son has come to prison. And the father, you know, it's just, but even if you're here and that cycle, it seems to be chasing you, it's broken in Jesus' name. Yeah. From you, it shall change. From you, it will be corrected. Yeah. We walk and live by the word of God, not by the world we see. Amen. And we are the light of the world and we are the salt of the world. So our homes and our marriages should be an example. Amen in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. Now ask your neighbor, what's the vibe? What's the vibe? 
Yeah. You know, the reason why we are going to spend time and talk about a little bit on marriage and then a little bit on family, because marriage matters. Amen. And also marriage matters. Do you understand that too? Marriage matters. It means that marriage is important. And marriage matters. It means that marriage has issues. Oh, you don't get it? Buzz, 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 buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Family matters and family matters. Yeah. yeah. I don't care how good your family is. There will be matters. And I don't care how you think your family is funny. They matter. Amen. You never know the value of your family till you are in certain situations. Yeah, yeah. As a pastor, I realize that my family is important. Yeah, because some of you who are always in, I love you, I appreciate you. One day you'll be annoyed with me. The day you're annoyed with me, then you'll be saying all kinds of things. And even if I, re- I show you the recording of you saying how much you love me, it will not matter. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that is why every marriage must have the right vibe. Amen. Let's read Proverbs 5, 15, 21. I have eight minutes left, so let me use it wisely. Proverbs 5. But I think that what we uh, had to look at was very important, isn't it? Did it encourage you that you to your family will work and your home will? Yeah. See, because I like that question. I don't know why they said the funniest quarrel. What is my funniest quarrel? We want serious quarrel, you say funny quarrel. But some of the quarrels were, in fact, serious. <laughs> Especially Martin and his wife. We'll have a meeting later. <laughs> it sounded very much like me. Mm. Proverbs 15 to 21. I'm going to read three versions. Maybe I'll read two because of time. But I'll let you go and read it. I'll read Amplified first. Drink waters out of your own system of a pure marriage relationship. So it means that there are some marriage relationships that are not pure. And fresh running waters out of your own well. Don't go and fetch water from somebody's well. Should your offspring be dispersed abroad as water brooks in the streets? You see, I come from a family where verse 16 is a reality. As I said, your offspring be dispersed. It means that they are having children, you know, on every street. And I mean, if I have uncles who have like 25 children. Me, my grandfather had 45 children. So obviously, he was dispersing on the streets. (laughs) Oh, dear. I, I didn't know this scripture when I was four. I would have... Confine yourself to your own wife. Let your children be for you alone and not the children of strangers with you. You know, in certain cultures, this will make sense. House help will have two of the children. Do you get what I'm saying? Then they'll bring a new house help who will come and balance one. Let your fountain of human life be blessed with the rewards of Fidelity. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. Let her be as the loving hand and the pleasant door. Tender, gentle. Are you feeling the vibe? Attractive. Let her bosom satisfy you at all times. And always be transported with delight in her love. 
I don't know where the transportation, I mean, where. <laughs> why should you, my son, be infatuated with a loose woman? Why, why, why? Ask somebody why. You're chasing all the wrong girls. Tell them you're chasing all the wrong girls. Embrace, and some of you are chasing the wrong boys. Yeah, please, when you see the woman, it can also be man, because they're loose men. You see, there are so many loose men that it has been normalized. Chai. Embrace the bosom of an outsider and go astray. Why? For the ways of man are directly before the eyes of the Lord. And he, he, and he who would have us live soberly, chastely, and godly, carefully weighs all man's goings. Now let's look at the NLT. Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your spouse, with your wife. With your, share your love. Some of you, you share more love on social media than you share on your, with your wife or with your husband. Yes. Because you see, because we, we are more driven by the goosebumps and the butterflies. When goosebumps stops with your wife or your husband, you're looking for new goosebumps. But I told you last week, Butterflies, they don't survive for long. Their whole lifespan is not long. You understand? So if you are chasing butterflies, hmm. why spill the water of your springs in the streets? Having sex with just anyone. And that is what the world we live in has introduced to us. They have normalized casual sex. How can you have sex? One day, one of my little girls sat me down to explain because she was going through something and I was, for me to be able to counsel her, I had to understand what she was going through. So she sat me down to explain because I asked her that these people that I'm having to deal with and I'm having to call the police on and all that, how did you find them? How did they end up in your bed? And then she took her phone and then she went to an app. Look straight so that if you two, you have the app, just look straight. You can delete it later. And then she went to an app. Reverend Sam, the app is called Tinder. Is it Tinder or Tinder? And then she went there. And I said, so what, yes, what do we do here? So we went through the process. So she said, when you, the faces appear. So I think when you swipe this way, it means, nah. Sorry? When you swipe left. Why are some of you behaving as if you don't know? You know. When you swipe right. It means it can happen. And that Tinder is not for, you know, like how they say dating sites, you know, there's, there's blind, it's not, not. When I swipe yes, it means trousers must come down. Yes. And they have done it to the T where you can find the people on your streets. So Jenny is short. Why are you looking at me like that? Localization. Yes. So she went to swipe right on this guy who, first of all, the picture there was not his face. <laughs> and everything he had put in the description there was not him. And he arrived in her house, did what he had to do, and stole from her. 
<laughs> you don't know the person's name. You don't know where they stay. Don't know. Verse 17, you should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of you. You see, instead of vibing with your spouse, you want to vibe with that. Samson had a wife. He didn't vibe. He went to vibe with a harlot in Gaza. Went to vibe with Delilah. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying. I thought the vibing is only today. They've been vibing since. She's a loving dear. Ah, a graceful doe. These are all raps. Those of you who don't know what to tell your wife. Yeah. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. At my age, I am many, many, many decades old. Two days ago, I was telling Reverend that I have to do some prayer and fasting for my age group category of people. Because when you have had children and age also come to meet you, your breast cannot stand straight. It is allowed to go a little bit sideways. Even if you exercise it, it can't stay. It, it's flat. Oh, you don't. Now they are being pressured to go under the knife to recreate something that died many decades ago. So I, I saw it on a social media platform. These are lawyers, doctors, judges. I see no sense. You have book sense. You don't have life sense. What is wrong with you? Because when you go and cut it, it's only a matter of time. But this time, not only will it still go, but now it's going not in the direction that life would have taken it. Uh, yeah. They do it there, then they go. You know, because he said, like, because sometimes the husbands have now started looking at straight breasts, so they want to compete. Then they'll go and tell them that they should take small flesh from his soil so that the waist will become smaller. Last year, was it last year my friend passed away? My friend passed away. First, they told her that uh, she had wrong blood transfusion. And later on, her children said, Auntie, it's not blood transfusion. My mother went to remove. Ha! <sighs> Why be captivated, my son? It's all because they want to go and vibe somewhere. You have to vibe with your wife and your husband as they are. His pot belly is coming. His head is big. But that is your own. Listen, sexify the state of your spouse. Why be captivated, my son, by an immoral woman or fondle the breast of a promiscuous woman? For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. When you read the last bit of verse 18, the message Bible says that don't ever quit taking delight in her body. Never take her love for granted. Yes. Do you know that I told you that your mind controls everything? If you 
If you see your wife as the most beautiful, she'll always be beautiful to you. If you see your husband as the most handsome, he will always be that to you. But if you are always comparing to your past, that is why we also encourage you that don't have so many exes. Because when you have so many exes, now your data bank is plenty. Let me quickly give you a few things. <laughs> let, let me just give you a few things about vibing so that we can take um, five questions. I can't really share. I was going to share about, you know, some things, but we'll, we'll leave it. We'll have marriage seminar, isn't it? And then we'll continue vibing there. Yeah. You see, one of the things that I believe that every marriage, everyone who is married must realize that to be a teacher, a doctor, a nurse, we learn sometimes seven years, five years. To be a wife or a spouse, a husband, you also have to learn. Even when you are now a fully qualified lawyer or a fully qualified engineer, there are still journals and things that you have to keep learning and improving. When I did the same course as Dr. Bernard, but I mean, when I was doing it, we had a huge table and a huge paper and a huge pencil and we were drawing. And then even he, he used that a bit. But now Edmund and the ones who have come, they are doing digital. Do, do, do you get what I'm saying? So if I want to, I have to also move ahead. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can say, oh, I was canceled, whatever. No. The one you do a course that lasts two months, you get the job that goes with that. So it is, you see, a lot of us, we have very high expectations for our marriage, but low preparation. And which will mean that we will pay a price for it. When you don't prepare well, you can easily fail. Yes. When you say, oh, you want to go and prepare a dish that you don't know, and then you just gloss over it. Oh, okay, uh, the cake, two cups of this, one egg, the, 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 oh, okay, I get it, I get it. How many of you know that your cake is going to fall inside? <laughs> yeah. And my prayer for us is that we will, it's good to have fantasies about your marriage, but don't negate realities of the marriage. Do you get what I'm saying? You have to make sure that you balance your marriage well. Otherwise, and that is why we are going through a few of these things. Because as you decide that this marriage is a project, it's a journey, it's a job, it's a responsibility. You realize that you put more effort in to differentiate between your spouse's needs and their wants. Do, do you get it? Do you know that wants are not urgent? Yes. When something is needed, it means it cannot be done without. When something is a want, it's like, I like it, but if I don't have it, do you understand? Like, what oxygen is a need. Do you understand? Yeah, but heaters and air conditioning, they are wants. Oh, you don't get it? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> now, I looked at what vibing is, and I'm just bringing it into the marriage, then we'll go home. First thing about vibing is what? Enjoyment. Enjoyment. It says that, and it equates it to either dancing, music, you know, and inspired to be inspired to celebrate. So my question, 
because we say, what's your vibe? Do you know that as I thought of the theme and then I, I was preparing for it, I, I didn't have um, Instagram, but I was saying, I was telling Shawnee that I want to be able to post things. Sometimes I have a, a word or I'm reading a scripture and I want to share it. So she, she showed me how to use Instagram. So she took my phone and we went on the Instagram and then she said, okay, so if you want to post a picture and write something on, then she clicked the add plus sign and guess what came up? Can you show us what came up? Can, can you show us? So she, this was the, I think a day after I'd, I'd sent to Pastor Sam that couple for life is going to be, was the vibe? And then I typed, I put my plus sign for the first time on Instagram and then a message came. Elvis, do you have it? I can't see it here. Where is it? It's not here. Where is it? Please let me also see. They can see it. I can't see it. Why? Is there a problem? Have you seen it? What does it say? Say it again. Say it again. So when you are going to, I was going to Instagram for the first time. They said that they wanted to help me find my vibe. So me too, I want to help you find your vibe. I was so surprised as I was like, yeah. Even social media has realized that you have to find your vibe on Instagram. Do you understand? It means that in your marriage, you have to find your vibe. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying. And he's saying that was, so I'm asking this afternoon, what tune is your marriage dancing to? And how do you inspire each other? Number one, what tune is your marriage dancing to? And how do you inspire each other? Ecclesiastes 5. From verse 18, the Bible says to 20, it says, even so, the NLT, I have noticed one thing, at least that is good. It is good for people to eat, drink, and enjoy their work. How many of you know marriage is work? It says it is good to eat, drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them. And to accept their lot in life. Your spouse is your lot. Accept it. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. You see, because you are not enjoying, the, you are not focused on making the best out of your marriage. You're always thinking of the wrong things. They, they, do you get it? Some of us, I used to be like that when I was much younger. If I want to get depressed, I'll try and remember something bad that, in the past. When my dad passed away, don't do something, then I can get depressed. Then I can normalize the atmosphere. How many of you know that that's a demon? It's a very foul spirit. It says that if you are busy enjoying your life, there'll be no time. Yeah, there'll be no time. May your marriage dance to the right tune. Number two, spending time in a relaxed way. Not just spending time. Some of you spend time, but it's fighting. Some of you go on holiday, it's fighting. You know, spending time in a relaxed way. So my question is that what is the atmosphere when you are spending time together? That's the question. What's the vibe? What, how is the atmosphere when you are spending... COVID broke a lot of marriages. COVID strengthened a lot of marriages. What's the difference? The vibe was not. Either the vibe was really there or they realized that they are not. <clears throat> to communicate. What number is that? To communicate in a way that reaches 
your spouse? Do you understand what your spouse is saying? And do you say, do you talk to each other in a way that does not affect the enjoyment in your atmosphere? First Peter 3.10, the Bible says, for the scripture says, if you want to enjoy life, see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Why, why, why shouldn't we get to a place where in marriages where when we say, oh, I want to have a word with you. Your spouse doesn't panic. And when they come to have a word, you say, I know I've said this so many times, but I want to tell you how much I love you, how much I appreciate you. You are the best husband. You are the best father. You are the best friend. But when we say, I want to talk to you yourself, you know what is coming. <laughs> Number six, let me give you two more and then we'll take a few questions. Number six. Number four, agreeing, clicking, this is one line. Agreeing, clicking, gelling, harmonizing, relating, and working well. That's why Amos 3.3 3 says that can two work together except they be in agreement. The NLT says that without, can they work together without agreeing on one direction? Agreeing, clicking, you know. When people are trying to find, say, why do you think this person is right for you? We click. <laughs> we gel. Yeah, yeah, I can relate with them. They can relate. Then when they marry, they unclick. <laughs> they run out of gel. <laughs> they run. Your marriage should never run out of gel. No, 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 no. Yes. You see, when we say agree, it doesn't mean that everything, your minds are working the same way. But you respect each other enough to appreciate each other's opinion. To take into each other. You see, the Bible says that take up your cross, deny yourself, take up your cross. In marriage, there has to be a level of denying and there has to be a level of taking up your cross. Yes. That is what, when you see a marriage that is working, then there are selfless people in the marriage. Yeah. There are selfless people who are thinking about the other person. But if you go into marriage as I, your marriage won't survive. You have to go into marriage as we. Yes, we. Because you need it, especially when the children surface. Because if the children see that my parents are the I, I kind, or I against all of you, you I each other. Daddy, mommy says that I should, I have to go and do um, science. I want to do art. Yeah, I want you to do art. The mommy will say, because they know who is on their side. Let me give the last one. To chill. To be at peace. To have distinctive emotional atmosphere. To be able to sense each other intuitively. A lot of married couples, they can talk without talking. <laughs> they will be at a party somewhere and you will see the husband say, oh, we have to leave now. What you don't know is that the wife has told him, we got to go. Nobody else heard it. Nobody else saw it. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Or they're about to eat a second plate of food and then they Say, so no, actually, I think I've, I've had enough. 
<laughs> there was an instruction that nobody else saw. You have to create an atmosphere for your marriage. And sometimes because of life, work, and everything, you have to insert it somehow into the business of life. Do you understand? Whether Monday evenings is our chilling, Saturday, whatever is our chilling, whatever it it's not about the money, but it's about making each other feel special. I was telling the people on Thursday, when people are in relationship, even ungodly ones, they know how to vibe. Then married people who should be vibing, you know, their bed is undefiled, the marriage is blessed, you has found a good thing. Then rather they are treating it like a disease. No, these shops that are there and summers is there on summers where they sell the blue blue red red pink pink yes husbands must go into that shop and buy some for their wife she will know what you are thinking yes is wife is dressing up. It's like, oh no, let me zip it out for you. He said, well, don't you have hands? I have to preach. Listen, if I go over a bit, let me, because this matter is a serious matter that we have to address. Yes. Some of us is because our parents' marriages were very clinical. Do you understand? It was like, this is the wife, this is the husband. Here is food, here is school fees, here is this, here is that. And that's what we have been used to. So we struggle to show affection. So you learn. You learn. I am naturally not somebody who is affectionate. I don't like this huggy, huggy kissing. Don't like, but you have to learn. Otherwise, your marriage will not be sweet. You have to practice. Let your husband tickle you. Yes, it doesn't work here. <laughs> go up a bit, go up a bit, go up a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of us are embarrassed. Husbands and wives can't talk about sex. Meanwhile, 16 and 15 year olds are talking about sex. It's like some taboo. It's only when the lights are off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we left it, the world has taken it and made it like something that is nasty and dirty. But it's not. Yeah. Even as I stand here and I say, you have to sex by, some of you are nervous, they're righteous and they're, they're like, you are behind the pulpit. You see your problem? Just read Proverbs. He said that let your wife her breast satisfy you, which means that she also also has to let it look one that is inviting. Go and wear some nightgown like uh, Mother Teresa. He can't even locate you in the nightgown. I've got to go. I've got to go. <laughs> please, please, please.
Listen, every marriage must have intimacy. Every marriage must make memories. Every marriage has to have a level of vulnerability. And that is why for some of us, we need to have intense counseling. Because maybe we have been molested, abused. If you are not healed, some of us are nervous when somebody touches us. Because of experiences we have had, you need to heal. Otherwise, somebody's poor son or somebody's poor daughter is going to have trouble. But your marriage must, you must remember, you know, you must remember a holiday you went. You must remember a time that, you must remember, you must remember a weekend. You must remember. You must be able to send your wife a text and say that today we are going to Jerusalem. Let peace remain in your house. <laughs> yeah. Rather, you will find husbands who are looking. What was the word they taught us on Thursday, Pastor Sam? That men are looking for bodies. There is no bad body like your wife. Father, we ask that you help us. Heal us. Father, let joy return to every family. Let passion return to every marriage. Let peace return to every marriage. Father, I superimpose a sweet atmosphere in every marital home. Have mercy. We pray for the spirit of forgiveness to come into every marriage that they'll be able to let go and return to their love that they had that brought them together. In Jesus' name, amen. Give us two questions, please. We'll do two and go. How many have been blessed? Oh, those of you who are not married, married, some of these things you should be making note so that now instead of having feelings and things, ask sensible questions. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Why is uh, um, where's Ruth? Ah, but she knows why. <laughs> what is the best way a husband can support their wife through their pregnancy? I think that every pregnancy is different, so the husband must ask the wife what they need, and the husband must make room for her strangeness. Every pregnancy. You wonder, is this my wife? It's your wife. She doesn't want to see the color red. She doesn't want to smell onions. She doesn't want to eat pepper. She doesn't want to touch. Hey! You will even be confused. You put candle on, put it off. Then when you put it I think I want the candle. So just flow with the journey. Think about it that it's only a couple of months. This too shall pass. <laughs> you know, but what, you, what is most important for her to know that you feel her and you are there? Reverend always says that me, I used to say I want uh, Indian curry, isn't it? A dish that was not, I'm not particularly a curry person. But, and sometimes like midnight, where in London are you going to find curry? You have to drive the streets of London to find curry. And I used to like ice, not chewing the ice, but my water must be minus zero. But that one, after childbirth, it didn't go. <laughs> it is still there. So I think that the best way you can support your wife is to 
work with her where she is at. Do you understand? Because every wife's pregnancy, even the pregnancy, the first one is not the same as the second. So with each pregnancy, you will see where it's going and then you are with her in it. And there are some little things. Let's say she has to go for a scan. As much as lies within your ability, go with her. Do you understand? Be there with her. And then, especially when the stomach shape changes and she wants to sleep like that, and she wants to sleep like that, they eat you balance, you know, yourself like that. And then you hold them back and then you... They, they. Don't get irritated. You see, because she's stronger than you. That's why God gave her a womb to carry. Men, when they get a cut on the leg, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> many men have been at the delivery room and have fainted whilst the woman is still pushing. <laughs> Next question. How long should courtship be leading up to marriage? I think it depends on the couple. Some people are so immature that maybe 25 years they should. <laughs> you know, it depends on the couple. And their level of maturity and preparedness. So when they go through premarital counseling, when they go through that, it will help them see where they are. Because sometimes through the counseling process, you find out that one doesn't want to have a child at all. <laughs> you know, various things will come and say that this guy is not ready. Or, you know, so it is, you, you have to monitor it as you go along. You, but I always would say that give yourselves enough time to get to know each other. Do you understand? Some people, it may be a year. Some people, it may be slightly less. But don't let it go. When the years are adding up and he says he'll marry you, he'll marry you. He's wasting your time. He's actually wasting your time. I want to build you a big mansion. <laughs> I want to buy you a very big car. Do you get it? So, so, yeah. Is kissing allowed whilst in courtship? The truth of the matter is that kissing brings erection. <laughs> you before you embarrass me. <laughs> you before you make me shy. <laughs> Somebody looked at me at the back. <laughs> and so, if you keep kissing, you shall arrive at your destination. And a lot of the time, and that is why when it comes to this area in courtship, the women should take responsibility. Because the woman, I said it on Thursday, is moved by touch. To get a woman aroused, you have to touch her. For a man to be aroused, he has to see. Do you get what I'm saying? So the woman must help maintain that. Do, do you get it? So this touching, touching and holding, holding leads to jumping, jumping. So if you want my personal advice, don't do it. It will help you. Do you understand? Where does it say in the Bible that thou shalt not kiss? I saw in the Bible that said that if you carry hot coals into your bosom, it will burn you. Because it will burn you. Do, do you get it? Yes. Isn't kissing supposed to be foreplay part of the process? What does it mean to become one flesh in marriage? It means that your, your, it doesn't mean that your body goes into the other person. 
but it, mean, it means that you are united in every area of your life. Do you understand? So finances, you know, future plans, your heart becomes, the, you said, and that one, it also develops. It's not like the day you come to the, it grows. Do you understand? So you begin to realize that there are things that she does that are great that you can pick. There are things that it does. There are things that must fall off, must fall off, must fall off. Do you get it? And then you see that now you think alike, you know, you're pulling in the same direction. Do you get what I'm saying? And, but it's not, don't make it spooky. And when it says one flesh, it doesn't mean you lose your identity. Do you understand? You are still who you are, but in the marriage, you have been joined together in your spirit and in your soul. Marriage is a spiritual thing. Just as sex is a spiritual thing. You don't know. One day we'll talk about it. How many of us think we should do a whole... Mm. What does, what the, what does be, the Bible say? Okay. Why, why are you reading from? What does the Bible say about... Um, we did that last week. Okay. What should be the response of a Christian whose spouse has had an affair? What should be the response of a Christian whose spouse has had? Yeah, you see, the reality is that from Scripture, forgiveness is your first option and should be. But it's not easy to do that. So go through counseling because there has to be total repentance. You see, this thing is a very a bit tricky because when your spouse has an affair and does not repent and you just take them back and all that, you become an enabler. And he knows that he can get away or she can get away with it. Do you understand? But at the same time, some also sleep, you know, and then, but there has to be total repentance. But when it becomes habitual, run, baby, run. But it doesn't mean you should divorce. I think that we are so quick, everything divorce, everything divorce. You're going to meet another. Yeah. So yes, you should definitely get counseling. Your, the, the spouse who has had an affair has to appreciate the fact that trust has been broken and will have to be rebuilt and has to allow the other spouse time to develop that. What should be done if a husband and wife disagree on how much to give? Everybody should give their own. You are dealing with God. So if, let's say, as a wife, as me, God has told me maybe I should sow whatever and my husband cannot appreciate that, do you understand? It's true that our money is all our money. But when it comes to, remember that before marriage, God was there. Yeah. God is not after my marriage. He comes before my husband. Do you, do you understand? So if there is something that I believe that God has asked me to do. No. And that's why you to marry a Christian spouse. So that they can appreciate if it is something coming from God. And they won't use their fleshy mindset. We only have 200. You are going to give 20. Is it possible to marry the wrong person? Very easy. When you look at all the wrong things. When you are choosing based on all the wrong things. Do you understand? When you, are choo when you choose a spouse solely on feeling, it's likely to be wrong. Do you understand? Feeling may bring the person to your attention. But because of that attention, now get to know the person. In getting to know the person, you might drop them like hotcake. Do, do you get it? But if you, it's very easy to marry the wrong person. 
In fact, it is more difficult to marry the right person because it's work. And you have to put an effort in to be able to marry the right. But it's very easy. Oh, if a girl wants you to marry her, she'll find nice paint on her face. Find that, find that, find that. Put her hand through your hair. You'll be going to the altar like that. <laughs> and the thing is that you get to your honeymoon and then as she's getting ready for the bed, you realize that everything was fake. She removes the hair, removes the teeth, removes the this, removes the that, removes the that. You'll be like, what is left of my wife? What is left? Please, Lord, let there be something. <laughs> Let's go, let go. What is the difference between dating and courting? Ah, we did that. We've done that. Um, what are important discussion points to address before getting married? What are? Important discussion points to address before getting married. Yes. So, uh, there's some of the very main things are their faith, number one. Do you understand? Their values, their ambitions, ha, their family. See, some of you, when you see the person and the way they are so disrespectful to their parents, it's a sign. It's a sign. You are next. Because very soon you will also be family. And you shall have the same treatment. Do you understand? Yeah, so you ask them what their relationship with God is. And then not just ask. Assess. See. You know, it will unfold. As time goes on, it's one of the most important things. And then what their values are. Some of them, they are just planning. Dodgy, dodgy, for one night plans. We are going to be very wealthy. Tuesday, I'm going to invest 10,000 in something, 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 something. <laughs> Should a couple be financially stable before getting married? I don't know what we define as financially stable. Because sometimes people use that as an excuse to just wait for years. Do you understand? But I think that you should have a certain, at least, parameter. Don't marry somebody who doesn't want to work. It's a sign. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, but if both of you are working, maybe it's not the job you would like or you haven't gotten, but at least it's, a good, it's good enough. But also to wait and say that I want to have a house, have a this, have a that, have a that before. You know, you are fornicating all along as you are going in your days of your life. You're going and then, you know, so, so long as you can see the future, you can see that the progress is on just as you are also going on. It's, it's, because life changes. You might see somebody who is so wealthy and married and then everything will be lost. And you might see somebody who only has one or two trousers. But times will change. Do you understand? And don't use certain things as the factor for marriage. He has a nice car. He has a yellow car. I mean, so when the car breaks down, what will you do? In fact, do you know whether the car is his? Or he's on high purchase and he's paying 300, 300. I mean, you don't know. Do, do you know? Handling conflicts can be tricky in early relationships. How do you recommend young couples navigate disagreements and communicate effectively? I would assume that you went for counseling and they would have taught you how to resolve conflict resolution, isn't it? And the most important thing about communicating or dealing when you have disagreements is the place, the how, you know, the tone in which you're addressing the issue, the environment within. I mean, it's like you're in public and then it's like, 
Hey, John, come, John, come. You, you know that you are causing more fire in the problem. Do, do, do you get what I'm saying? So it's how you deal with it, where you deal with it. And also identifying the level of conflicts. Is it one that this one too we should have gathering or we should have meeting? Do you get what I'm saying? So that your conflicts become ones that are relevant and ones that you all appreciate that this needs to be resolved. And never resolve it when you are both, your temperatures have gone high. Wait till they have lowered. Most of the time, when your temperature lowers, the issue is not as big as it looks. Do you understand? One of the laws you pass in your house is that there is no shouting in this house. So when your current state is one of shouting, shut up. Because your spouse is allowed to ignore you if you are shouting. Because in this house, we don't shout. Because there are some houses that the temperature can hit the roof. Even the children rise. Yep. Me, I think my children feel like my husband and I were having quarreled before, but they don't know. <laughs> what steps should couples take to ensure financial compatibility as you prepare to get married? I don't think that you will necessarily be compatible, but when you have somebody who is malleable and also knows where their strength and their weaknesses, one of the things I'm beginning to realize is that women generally handle money quite differently from men. But you need a man who is strong enough to know that actually my wife can handle money better. And I'm not ashamed for her to do that. Do you understand? It's like because I'm the man. You, know, you, you like spending, spending. You want to buy new food, new this, new that, new that, new that. And she too, she's saving, saving, saving. Do, do, do you get it? Yeah. So depending on who has, and that's why you should talk about it. Especially those of you who have so many um, outstanding bills that the bailiffs have been chasing you. That is the one that is important. You should ask them that how many, are you able to check somebody else's credit score and see all the things against their name? No. Let the Holy Spirit reveal it to you. <laughs> yeah. When we, were, when we got married, another couple who got married, their marriage lasted maybe about six months because of um, hidden bills. This one wasn't the man, it was the woman. She had it like that, that she never told the guy. So as they got married, that he had plans, we are going to save and buy our first house. <laughs> and she said, before we buy our first house, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> you get it? So you, you have to make sure that when you begin to talk about financial things, you see where you are at. And it's like, oh, I can learn from this one. Because it doesn't mean the person is bad. Everybody has an area that they are weak in. So long as they are ready to change and work on it. How have you built and maintained trust in your relationship and how will you continue fostering trust in your marriage? To live by the word of God and fear God. When you fear God, it will appear everywhere. Do you understand? Yeah, because I keep telling you that everybody can be tempted. The nice girls, the bodies, they are being made. They are coming, they are coming, they are coming. Do you understand? It's only the fear of God that will make you look straight. It's only the fear of God that will let you keep you on the straight and narrow. So you will realize that somebody who fears God will generally, you see, you don't love your wife because of her, but the love you have for God is what, you know, translates to your spouse. Yeah. That's the only way you can keep trust. And be open. This kind of, your phone, everybody's phone even has pain. Oh, one, one. Your own is four steps. First, you put all one, one. Then you swipe left. They have proof or two, two. In case she gets one or he gets one, there are still two steps of barriers before. <laughs> all those things affect trust. 
Maybe there's nothing. But when you're going to your bathroom, your iPad and your laptop, everything is with you. When you're going to everywhere, when you forget it, you rush back to the... Why, 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 why? Ask your neighbor why. Why? What are the biggest mistakes made during the dating or courting stage? I think one of the biggest mistakes is sex. When you sleep together, it will stay in your marriage. For lo- and it will appear in different ways. Do you understand? It creates mistrust. It just brings, you know, things that other, a married that didn't have that will not have to worry about it. You know, so it's one of the, and then also not having the right conversation. You never found out that, do they want children? Do they not want children? Where do they want to stay in the world? You know, those are very important questions. They are boring questions but very important. Rather than, do you love me? You know, how much do you love me? Do you really love me? Do you, da, 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 da. No. So if you, <laughs> if you don't ask this important question and discuss them, they'll come and meet you inside the marriage. What do you do if your parents don't like your partner or have a preference? Listen. In the multitude of So if your parents don't like this person, your best friend doesn't like this person, your cousin and the other cousin don't like this person, at some point you have to pause and find out, is it all of them or is it her or him? Do you understand? So if it's like you can see that there's a pattern, then pause. But if you know that your parents have this, I don't like people from Africa, I don't like people from this, I don't like people from that one, you will have to get wisdom. Reverend and I are very good at giving wisdom to overcome parental dislike for locations. We, we know how to bring them, you know, into the fold. But don't just despise them or ignore them or feel like, oh, what do they know? I, it's, it's my life. It's your life till you, you get into trouble. Then it becomes their life again. So you have to, because you have to honor your parents even in your marriage, Okay. How do you handle differences in values and beliefs in your relationship and build a strong connection as you approach marriage? But that should be part of your choosing. Your beliefs and your values should... You see, you people, stop seeing people and telling them that I want to get into a relationship. Next time somebody says I want to get into a relationship, ask them what type. Because housemates are in a relationship. Isn't it? Yeah, so fine. And then when you find out the type... Sort all these things out before you progress. You can't be progressing now. You want to bring values and believe. No, no, no. By that time, you actually be working. You know when a car spoils in a certain way, you fix it and fix it. It will work like two hours. Then it will go back to, yeah. So you have to do that before. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. How to establish Last one. Okay, two more and then we are gone. Mm. How to establish and respect boundaries in a relationship and how do they change when transitioning into marriage? Yes, so when you, the, the boundaries you set in a relationship, most of it would remain in marriage. So for example, respect. Abuse should not be tolerated. Do, do you get it? Abuse should not be tolerated. There has to be mutual respect at all levels, you know, spending, you know, not spending money you don't have, that must come. When you are dating, 
He shouldn't have, yes, my bank card. Those ones are boundaries you shouldn't cross. Get my bank card, share my bank card, use my bank card. No. But when you marry, that boundary has to be broken. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? And that level of openness must come into it. And definitely, the sex boundary, all the walls must come tumbling down. Not only down. Remove all the blocks, sweep them away. And then keep the house care. Okay, yeah, last one. Should someone feel bad after ending a relationship if they didn't feel a connection and realize the person wasn't the right one for them? Should I even answer this question? <laughs> this is why you shouldn't start it based on the feeling. Because most of the time, and I tell the ladies this all the time, remember some, they don't listen to me. Nobody drinks Coca-Cola and then keeps the can. We throw the can away. The person has finished doing what he's doing. He says that no connection. There was enough connection for one or two nights, three or four weeks, five or six, and then now there's none again. So you don't do that because, you see, that connection, you didn't even check. Haven't you realized that sometimes you can go and plug here and then you see that, oh, there's no power in this one. Yeah, so you check all those things. You don't do what you have to do. You say, I don't have the feeling. and You don't have the... You see, men love... To get sex. Women give sex thinking they'll get love. Rise up onto your feet. 